here. We go. And welcome to episode 406 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says. I got a special treat for y'all this evening. This young man that you all know as Joe the Policeman from What's Going Down episode of That's My Mama. I want you to put your hands together and welcome him to the stage. A big round of applause for Jackson Heights' own Mr. Randy Watson. Yes, Randy Watson. Nice. Yes, thank you. I had to add that little extra flair to it because, you know, it deserves it. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah, I fell asleep about halfway through. Like, there were some bad. chuckles. Yeah, I, it, I got it, some chuckles out of it, but like, it's like a pale imitation of the first movie. Yeah. You know, and I hate to say that because I was kind of looking forward to it in a way. Yeah, and it, it just came across as kind of weak. Yeah, I mean, like. Although the death scene was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And, uh, like, I, I, I dug, like, you know, the whole um, dance sequence with Get Off. Yeah, I yeah. Like, that song. Like, I was like, oh, shit. You know, going old school Prince here. All right. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, couple of little things here and there but i mean overall i mean it was like it was like a bad remake of the first movie yeah it was you know a couple of little things here and there that made me chuckle but overall it just kind of bummed me out it wasn't like i wasn't expecting to be anywhere near as good as the original movie right and for those of that we're talking about coming to america mm. um <laughs> just kind of went right into it but uh, like I wasn't expected to be anywhere near as good as the first movie, but like it even like was like even like worse than my expectations were. Yeah, I and agree. I set my expectations low, and it still kind of went under that bar somehow. Yeah, it did too. Yeah. You know, that's kind of a bar. It is, because I mean, it... and that first movie's so fucking good. I <laughs> So damn good. I was just like, you know, I don't expect you to be the first movie. I don't expect you to be anywhere near the first movie, but just just be halfway decent. It it just couldn't hit that. No, I guess I mean, there was some funny all. stuff. Like Tra- Tracy Morgan was funny as fuck, but I expect yeah. that from Tracy Morgan all the time. Right, right. Um, you know, some of the characters <laughs> they they brought back, you know. Were amusing, you know. The, the barber shop didn't let me down. Nah. You know, uh, but you know, other than that, like it, it just, it, it was just, was not as impressive as I was. Not, not anywhere. Not, I wasn't say impressive. It didn't even live up to the low expectations I had placed on the movie. When, when that, right. and that's disappointing. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. And and speaking of low expectations not being met, I also watched Tom and Jerry. Oh, how could you? Because, I, like, I was always a fan of the cartoon when I was a kid. Mm. Like, a good Tom and Jerry always made me laugh. And two, like, watching the trailer, I kind of thought, this doesn't look that bad. Yeah. 
Like, I think this might actually be kind of funny. And boy, was I wrong. Terrible, huh? Terrible. Yeah, I'm not going to waste my time. I was never a Tom and Jerry fan, so. Yeah. You know. Like, there were a couple of, like, I had a couple of gahoffs, you know, like, oh, that's kind of amusing. But overall, it was a stinker. <laughs> I was like, oh. Like, I, don't, I can't figure out how you can waste, like, I, I get you can't pigeonhole a guy like Michael Penna, because he's in this. Yeah. So, he, he's, he's done, like, you probably most know him from, like, the, the guy from Ant-Man who, who tells the stories. Right, like, right. You know, and I get you can't be that, that type of character and everything, but they had him playing, like, this buttoned up, like, uber conservative type, that it was just like... <clears throat> That that's just you've just completely miscast this guy. Yeah, right. You've got to let him loose a little bit, and you know, no, no such thing. Yeah. You know. God, was he good in Ant Man? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. God, was yeah, he good? Absolutely. But anyway, this was just unfortunately it was a stinker. Like I'm thinking to myself, like I'm trying, I'm even trying to think to myself, like, well, if I was a little kid, would I find this funny? Funny, right? Like, and and even then, like, I mean, I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are children that are just like, oh, well, you know, oh, that's so funny, look at that, you know, but yeah. like overall, like, I felt like as a kid, it would have insulted my intelligence. Really, that's a shame. Yeah, like it, it just, it wasn't, and and I got like the jokes, like I, I loved like. Like every animal was a cartoon, not yeah. just Tom and Jerry. Like every animal, so like like even like the horses in Central Park for like the horse ride, everything was a cartoon. So okay. like so that like okay now I, I you in a way explain the world a little bit, right? You know, but but still, it, it was concept is interesting. The concept is interesting. Like I mean, even like the whole thing like with them being in the hotel and. <laughs> But it was just, just a bad movie. Yeah. You know, I was just waiting for Chloe Grace Moretz to just beat the shit out of somebody. Because <laughs> she plays Hit Girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it was just, it like, I actually had, like, a pretty good cast and, like, just, like, completely wasted it, you know. Yeah. So. It sucks. Yeah, two stankers. Yeah, I finished. Um, when did I finish? I finally finished New Girl. Okay. That Zoe Deschanel um, yeah. series. That was good. Real good. That was like. It's a shame because I. I feel like I should have watched that from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, we've been binging it for weeks. Yeah. And. Uh, so and it did very good. So I was happy with that. I highly suggested for a comedy, kind of quirky. It's kind of filthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's not always sunny. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not that bad. Right. Um. Like it's it's a good show. I'm not saying that sun sunny is just different. You know what I mean? It's broadcast um, TV filthy. Yeah, yeah, right. Because it is. I mean, like, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of like, 
<laughs> not just innuendos, but you know, on this show, it's just it's just smart comedy. I mean, yeah. it's just it's a good comedy. So, yeah. um, yeah. So I really enjoyed that. So I really got hooked on that. So that I mean, we we ended that. It was really cool. Um, I watched the season finale. We watched the last three episodes today. Yeah. So watch that. I watched um, a really good um, uh, Chinese. I think it was Chinese uh, film. I'm looking it up now because I got to tell you, hey, it was fantastic. Now it's subtitled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Hold on, I'm looking it up. I, I just can't remember the name of the. But it was uh, phenomenal. Yeah. It's called Double World. Um. Yeah, it's Chinese. It's Hong Kong. Um, it's set like you know. Jesus, back in the day of clans, oh, um, it was, uh, I mean, the IMDb score was like a 6-1, my drama was 7.6, 83% of the people that watched the movie liked the movie, um, it's about 10 nations, um, they all have to get, uh, get their clans together for an ultimate tournament in the, in the kingdom, and it's all about those ten clans. It focuses on one, um, but it's phenomenal. Graphics yeah. are amazing. Fight scenes. There's some wire work, but it's not too bad. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. it's not like wire work everywhere. Is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Um, costumes was amazing. I mean, they sunk a lot of money into this. Um, so it's called Double World. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. So I highly suggest it. Okay. Yeah, I was completely tuned in, man. Mm-hmm. Didn't touch and didn't touch the phone at all. Just watching this film on on Earth, you know, it's it's really good. Yeah, really, really, really good. So, highly suggest that. Uh, and then, of course, Wanda. Yeah, but before we get into Wanda. Like, like this double world, like what drew you to that? Like what made you decide? Cause is it just like, well, is it because some... you like Jet Lee movies? This is work recommended to you. Cause I'm sure whatever no. services you have, you've, you've got all Jet Lee movies earmarked. <laughs> right. Um, no, what drew me to the film was, um, you know, films are kind of hard to find right now. Um, number one, uh, mm-hmm. number two is, um, I like um, Chinese martial arts style movies. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't always watch foreign films or series just because uh, subtitles. I don't know. I have to want to really invest my time in something to watch something with subtitles. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because um, you'll miss stuff. I mean, if you don't watch right. the screen, you're going to miss it. You know? Yeah. Um. But I have started to st- I've started watching uh, you know things in, in in subtitles on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I started watching that uh, what was that I think it's Korean based 
um, I can't, it's the one where they're in the apartment with the monsters. I can't remember the name of the. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we talked about it before. Yeah. Um, and I got I got completely immersed in that. Um, now I've watched shows like The Rain, you know, um, the zombie flick. Um, I've watched a number of shows in the past, but usually like one or two a year, three a year. But you know, it kind of sucks right now as far as TV. I mean, there's there's not a lot, there's not a whole lot out there, right. um, especially for the genres that mm-hmm. I like. Right. Um, and so I've been investing my time into these foreign films, and I, I've been digging them. Okay. Truly. Yeah. And this foreign film, I mean, oh my god, I just couldn't believe like some of the shit I was seeing. I was like, wow, that's really cool. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. that's some hero-esque shit going down right now. Right. Um, so, yeah, I loved it. So, anyway, yeah, that's what kind of drew me into it. Because I've been searching for new stuff to watch. Yeah. I mean, you can only watch Endgame so many times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah. I've gone through that Marvel thing. I've gone through the Disney thing. I've gone through the DC thing. And so, um, I'm going... Now I'm getting into, um, you know, the foreign market. Yeah. I guess where I'm kind of being saved, like right now I'm watching Babylon 5. Okay. And I'm in season three of that. Right. And uh, I've just been searching for something new. I, 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 yeah. I, need, I need, I mean, there's a ton of shit that I can watch. I mean, right. if I really thought about it, I can probably go out and start Battlestar. Um, I mean, there's, because yeah. I've never really watched Battlestar. So, right. I mean, there's a lot of things I can watch, but I just want to watch something new. Uh, yeah. I, like, you know, 2018, 19 that I haven't seen. Right. And so that's kind of where I want to invest my time right now. So yeah. Asian film is, you know, right. I'm at right now. No, I get that. I get that. Like, you know, like with me, like, I mean, I, the only reason I'm watching B5 is just because it's been so long since I watched it. Right. You know, and I want to I want to revisit it now that I'm able to. Um, and I mean, if they put yeah. out an IP man 10, I'd watch it. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, IP man was such a phenomenal series. But God. But like, I mean, and Babylon 5 is not disappointed as far as like. Being as good as I remember it. Right. Like this far into it, I mean, I'm in the middle of season three, and I'm just like, like I, I remember the basic storyline, right? But there is stuff that, I, like, as I'm watching, I'm like, oh shit, okay, I remember this, and okay, I remember that, and I know where this is leading to, but fuck, I, I can't believe they started. Like, I thought this was like in season four, not in season two. Like, it's the the web that they wove with that show. Right. It was really, really impressive. And the best part of it is it's a show that tied up all of its loose ends. Right, right. Like as I if I recall correctly, if I, you know, it, it like literally like everything was tied up. Like it was like there was not a question to be asked at the end of the like, you know. So like I'm intrigued to see if I as I recall correctly, like it tied up everything. So how how did it do that? Right. Because there's and a it, lot of stuff where you're just like, it's like it's like lost in a lot of ways. Like like you know that you just 
there's new every time a question gets answered, a new question pops up or two new questions pop up. You know, so it's like right. you're, as it, as you're going through like season three, I'm just like, man, how do they tie this shit up? I don't remember. There's a lot yeah. of shit here. There's a, you know, yeah. But I remember being very satisfied at the end of it. You know, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I I find myself like. I don't know, like, it, you know, <clears throat> I know we're going to get into it in a minute, and I am not going to really talk about it much, but, you know, at the end of WandaVision, my feeling at the end of it, it was like I was almost sad, because, I mean, like, you know, I was like, wow, I want more. <laughs> yeah. I want, like, a movie. I mean, I want, not from her specifically, but I want more of this, I want I want to hear more of this story. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, yeah. not this story, but the story that's unfolding. Um, I want more, and I, you know, I, I don't know when I'm gonna get it. You know, I mean, I, I, I find that a, a huge problem right now for me. March of 2025 or 2022. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a long way away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's a I long mean, time. Yeah, but I mean, like, let's, let's delve into it. So the the, the season slash series finale. Of of one division was this week, right? And uh, you texted me last night, like ten o'clock at night. Like you're just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like I was, um, I was uh, uh, mind blown. Yeah. I, I I was I I felt that there was a lot of money invested in this in this in this episode, these two episodes or whatever. Yeah, the finale episode. Um, I love the storyline. I like how it went. Um, I still think it's creeping into some things that I talked about before. Um, I don't know. I I just, you know, it's funny. I didn't look for Easter eggs. I didn't do any of that kind of shit. I just watched the show. Yeah. And and I'm glad I did that. I'm I'm yeah. glad I didn't go down that rabbit hole. And uh, and I still haven't. You know, I still haven't gone down the rabbit hole of, you know, going on websites and looking up wiki and, you know, all that kind of shit, Marvel wiki and stuff like that. Yeah. I just, I think that this is one of the best series that's ever been done. The way that it has evolved from the first show to the last show, I think that whole arc was amazing. The The writing was phenomenal. The effects were really good. I I really have no complaints about this show. I mean, you talk about bringing some tears out. This was a tearjerker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um. So, what are your thoughts? I mean, did you like it? Did you were you upset by it? I liked it. I I think the thing that bummed me out a little bit was that at at the end it devolved into a typical superhero show slash movie. Yeah. Which uh, you, you got, you, you expected, but you know, there's the white vision for vision to fight. You know, there's Agatha Harkness and they have their fight. And I mean, it was cool. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm not disappointed by it, but like it was just that, that whole thing of like the entire time it, it was doing something completely different. That when you got to the end of it, mm. it went back to being a superhero genre show. 
which well, doesn't I, bother I, me. I agree but and disagree. Yeah, I agree and disagree. I, I think that the, I think that um, that was the evolvement, and, and I think that was part of the arc, and I right. think that I think that was destined to happen. I mean, there had to be a showdown. Whether you needed white vision in and not or not, um, eh, I don't know. Um, but you knew as soon as you saw Harkness, you knew that there was going to be a showdown. Yeah. And and what kind of showdown it was going to be, I didn't know. But I'm telling you what, that shit up in the in the fucking sky was fucking amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm just telling you. I mean, like. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we've watched all these Marvel movies. We've seen all this. But that's some of the best cinematic shit that I've seen yeah. in Avengers movies. I would have liked to have seen that fight on the big screen. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, when she was when she was taking her power and she was dying, and then all of a sudden I was like... And, and it flipped me. I didn't see it coming. I no. thought something else was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but all of a sudden, like... And then the fucking crown started coming up. I was like, oh, my God, I got chills immediately. Yeah. And then and then it was the whole, you know, placement of the runes and stuff like that. Magic within. I was like, dude, that's some that's some deep ass shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it was awesome. It was awesome to see her see her full fledged Scarlet Witch, too. I mean, like that's some cool shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so, you know, it brings up questions not in like outside of this show, but I mean, you know, the alt, you know, the sorcerer, which, you know, is strange. And then that whole meetup and how that get away from him. <laughs> and and when he kind of name dropped. Yeah. You know, you know, the, 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 the Scarlet witch is even more powerful than the sorcerer Supreme, you know? So he, he does get a little bit of a name drop there. Right. Um, <clears throat> but it wasn't like, I, I liked how it was respectful in a sense that it, not respectful, wrong word, but subtle. Yeah. It, it wasn't, uh, you know, overblown and, right. you know, you know, here's, you know, X marks the spot, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was subtle. No, I agree. So. Um, so, I mean, let me, let me ask you this. Are you disappointed at none of the theories proved right like i've uh, seen people pissed that like it, they feel like they were like given all these red herrings about mephisto and the grim reaper and you know all, all the stuff that we've kind of talked about over the past right. eight or nine weeks about all these easter eggs that have kind of been laid that really I, led nowhere am i pissed now um Marvel has done what they've wanted with the series. Right. Uh, the the shows have never truly followed comic book form. So why would I expect this series to follow comic book form? Right. Um, I was intrigued by the Easter eggs on, you know, and some of these Easter eggs still might come true. I mean, we don't know. I'm not saying that all of them will. I'm just saying that, you know, I, yeah. some of them might come to fruition here um we, we just don't know um but um am i pissed no i mean i cannot be pissed at a show that i absolutely loved right the only I mean, thing that 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 like i was disappointed in was 
the true origin of fake Pietro. Yeah, I was disappointed there. Like I really wanted that to be the multiverse being opened. I agreed. I, I think that was I, I think that was like kind of like the only letdown yeah. for me. But other than that, um, because like to me, like if you're gonna do that, and I get it, like I get why you use Evan Peters, but, uh-huh. but why bother using a, Evan Peters if that's the case? Yeah, what's the you, point? You, you you could use any actor to right. do that. I mean, it just right. for us as the viewer, it led us down a rabbit hole of, well, boy, you were wrong because you used Evan Peters. Right. You know. How about that? How about how about Bettany's acting? He's, Throughout the whole thing. I mean, well, I mean, not he's always end. been an amazing actor. Oh, like, I, I mean, agree completely. You know, he he's one of those guys that like I've like anytime he's in a movie, I know it's a good movie. Like he doesn't make bad movies. Right. You know. Um and he, you know, he's an outstanding actor and like you know, what he did in this show. I mean, everybody's like, well, you know, Elizabeth Olsen deserves an Academy Award for this. I, uh, you know, I, I'm leaning more towards Paul Bettany. He's he just plays Vision so well. Yeah, I, I just um, he's just the perfect Vision. I I don't know. I you know it's funny we put these people they've you know done whatever and these these films and it's like I can't imagine I can't imagine anybody playing this guy or this guy or this guy. But Vision's really good. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I think the English accent helps. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> but um, especially in this final episode, um, um, <clears throat> I mean, Jesus, knowing that whole sequence when they're putting the kids to bed and he turns the light on, and that was just, yeah. it was almost too much. I mean, that was like, yeah. not only was that like, I mean, from her too. I mean, not only that was that acting, but that was like really good acting. I mean, this yeah. isn't this isn't like TV show acting. You no. know what I mean? Like this is this is like above the next level. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think they did their. I, I think that um, you know uh, they did themselves justice by putting out a really good series. Yeah, I did like the end too. I mean, the post credits or whatever with her, her in the fucking cabin. I fucking, I dug yeah. that. Yeah. I thought that was like really good shit. I mean, like when I saw it, I was like, oh, she's making her tea. She's fucking escaping. And that kind of tells me in a sense, I was like, ooh, did they get on that rabbit hole of her? Like, you know, ducking out. Cap just leaves her go. and She's crazy. Yeah. Leave her alone because I I love who she is. I thought that's kind of where they were going with it. I'm like, oh, is this how it's gonna end? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. In the back of my mind, and uh, no, you know, it's like they, bam, right over to that next room and fucking, there's some sorcery shit going down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Well, I, I think it, 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 it set the tone for Doctor Strange. 
Oh, for um, certain. You know, I, I think the 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 the, the post credit scene before that with Monarch Rambo clearly sets the stage for the Secret War TV show. Yeah. And maybe Captain Marvel too. Yeah. You know what I did like too is um the whole um Oh shit. Yeah, I lost it. There's so many things about this show that I liked in the finale. But uh, I just can't think of what I was going to say. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there was a... I mean, it, it, it was a solid ending. I, not a solid, it was a very good ending. I shouldn't say solid. Um, I, I thought it wrapped everything up relatively nicely. It opened up in a way the next part of what Marvel is going to be. Right. And um, as a one shot limited series, I thought it did a very good job of telling its story. Yeah. So did I. I thought it did. did I I, I, I thought it did it in a, in a way that was. I don't think that's ever been done. Yeah. No, like, I mean, the, the way the story was told and like, over the first, especially over the first three episodes, with it being just strictly these homages to, you know, classic television, right? With no idea what's going on in the outside world, you know. What but is, I loved how it explained it too. It, I, so that like God. episode four, episode four was fantastic in explaining everything, and like even going like four, like you know, but it did like it did it its own way, and. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I like that about the show. Like, I mean, the, the, I just thought it did a very good job of doing what it needed to do, and it did it in a unique way that made you want to come back for more. Like you said, right. like I'm disappointed it's over. I'm disappointed that there's not going to be a second season of this. Right, right. But at the same time. I'm really happy that that Marvel did something as unique as possible as far as storytelling goes. Right. <clears throat> and it also, I feel that they're doing these things and they finally I think they're they're uh crossing the bridge here between TV and movie. Yeah. And and I feel that I feel it's important because I think it's just going to strengthen the movies. Um, I think with some of this stuff that we're going to see, I feel that like when we're going into the movie, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's kind of what they did with the, it's kind of what they did with the films, how they tied them all in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Guardians. Yeah. This. Yeah. This. Yeah. This. Yeah. This. Um, Iron Man. You know, Hulk. But. Uh, I just, you know, when you see the movie, hopefully, you know, one day when we see an Avengers movie or whatever, um, our base will be a little bit stronger going and seeing it. Does that make sense? Like, I, yeah. I know this character. I know what she's gone through. I, You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't have to read the comic time. You know, I mean, I know what's going on here, you know. And I think right. that's going to strengthen their movie. I, I do. I, I honestly do. I, I think that um, 
I just, I, I think that's the way it's going. I, I just, I, I like what they're doing. I like this formula, what's going on right now. I'm intrigued yeah. to see Winter Soldier. I mean, like, not Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, I, I'm intrigued. Um, and is that going to be, you know, a straight action series? You know, is this going to be the A-team? And you know what I'm saying. Right. Um, or is it going to be, is it going to be deeper than that? I'm hoping they go deeper than that. Um, I think they are. Yeah. I, I don't want to surface, you know, a touch surface series. I, or a lighter series. I, I, you know, I want something with depth. Well, I, I think, I think what you're going to get, I mean, based on everything I'm going to, I've seen is what is the world post Captain America? Yeah. You know, like, in a way, like, you know, in World War II, Cap was our defender. When he came out of the ice, you know, there he was in the front lines pushing back the, the Chitauri invasion. Even when he was against the United States, Cap was a defender of the United States. You know, shit like that. Like, And I think that's what you're going to be looking at. It's like, what is the world post-Cap, post-Tony Stark? Unlike this show, which is, like, focused on on Wanda, I think this Falcon Winter Soldier can be a bit broader in scope about the rest of the world. Right, 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 right. What is the rest of the world like after Cap and Tony are gone? Right, right. It should be interesting. I'm, you know. Yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to say earlier. I, I liked how Vision... I like the the final sequence between Vision and White Vision. I found that very interesting. Yeah, I did. I, I find it like it's kind of like what would these two say to each other at the coffee table? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if it was me and you talking, right? <laughs> right. It's sort of like that, but in their way. Right. <laughs> you know what it I mean? was also reminiscent a little bit to me, at least. Of the conversation Vision has with Ultron at the end of, right, you know, that the you know before he blows him away, <laughs> you know, right, exactly, right, you know, <laughs> but um, but it was it was a little bit reminiscent of that, and like, I mean, and that also opens up like you know what what the fuck happened with with White Vision, he just took right. off and went away, he took his memories and left, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, that's what he did. He did it. Well, in essence, he is Vision. I mean, yeah. now that he has his memories downloaded into him, right? In a sense, he is Vision. Now, in the books, he's not like that. But I'm hoping they turn a different tale with this Vision. Yeah. The guy that wrote those, I cannot remember who it was for the life of me. He hated Vision. Yeah. So. Uh, I cannot remember that guy's name. I cannot remember the the writer's name. But he did not like Vision. Like a wait, I think he considered him like a wasted character. Yeah. So he, he like tried to destroy him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like really? I mean yeah. like the White Vision has no feeling. He has no empathy. He has you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. He understands what's going on, but he doesn't really care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I just cannot remember. For anyway, but 
hopefully they change that a little bit. Because a Marvel universe without Paul Bettany right now, I, I don't know. I mean, every scene he steals every scene that he's in in in, in the in, in anything he does with Marvel. Yeah, even even when he was the voice of Jarvis. Correct. You still listened. Yeah. I mean, he's he's that powerful of a voice. Yeah. So, um, I just don't. Ha- I hope they don't get rid of the vision. I just like the character. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and it's like it was like one of those things where to me like it was like, and I and they, I mean they exploited it a great deal in this show, but you know like he, he like in the comic books he is such an interesting character, right? And there are times where you're not quite sure whose side he's really on, right? You know, and like I I remember reading Avengers comic books and he's like up to his own shenanigans and you're just like what the fuck is this motherfucker up to, <laughs> right? He almost has like a sometimes when you read him or even watch him at some point, he almost has a a Spock feel. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like he almost what's the logical thing to do here? Right. You know what I mean? It's always logistics. It's always not logistics, but it's always the logical thing to do. What is the best scenario? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. All right. So that was one division. That was one division. Well, well worth the uh, the nine weeks, eight nine weeks, whatever it was that I put in. I would give that a nine out of ten. Yeah, I agree. The the only reason I'm not giving it a perfect score, um, to be quite honest, is because of the uh, uh, quicksilver thing. Yeah. To be quite totally honest with you. Yeah. I think they wouldn't have fucked with that if they would have just left that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's really... But otherwise, I, I find it a 10 out of 10. I, I just found it um, just so creative on how, how they did that series. Yeah. So. <sighs> All right, then. On to... um. Nine point seven five. <laughs> <laughs> Nine point Trevor Farr. Um, and do you remember, uh, not to throw it completely off, but do you remember the outtakes uh, from Cannonball Run? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wasn't that classic? Oh. It's like you waited to the end of Cannonball Run just to watch the fucking outtakes. I think and they did that was... for like Smoking the Bandit Part Two. I only oh, did they... it for one, but I know they did it for two. They did it for two for sure. Yeah. Because I remember Don DeLuise and the elephant. Yeah. But uh, I just fucking love that. And, and the yeah. scene I always remember in my head was, I mean, there was a lot of scenes and the doctor scene for the outtakes. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'll never forget fucking Sammy Davis Jr. and fucking Dean Martin in that Ferrari. <laughs> and he goes, there's nosebleeds <laughs> or something like that. Rosary bleeds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I fucking love that scene. Anyway, I don't know why. I just Cannonball Run is such a good movie. It's an unheralded classic, that's for sure. It's definitely a classic. Yeah. Fucking Terry Bradshaw's in it. I'm just kidding. He is. (laughs) He is. He is. 
You gotta be a grizzly. That's the truck. <laughs> That's like one of those like stupid movies that like everybody made just to hang out with each other. Yes. Like I can like as one of those movies like I cannot imagine what the partying at night was like. Can you imagine? I can't. Like I, that, that had to have been like Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh. <laughs> I can yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah and fucking Jackie Chan just walking around like, what the fuck is going on with these fucking Americans? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what yeah. the fuck happened? Oh. <clears throat> Everybody's just plastered. You high. know, it's you know, fucking high, coked <laughs> out. Yeah. Can you, ima- can you imagine that? I mean, like, even with, like, back then when we were watching that movie... We had no idea who Jackie Chan was. No, not a fucking None. clue. Not a fucking clue who this cat was. No. No, At he least was like the, big, the biggest movie star in China. Yeah, he was bigger than probably anybody in that movie. He was. Like, I like, know on, in China, they like he was featured prominently on the poster. Oh, was he? Yeah. Like, it was like, it, you would have thought it was a Jackie Chan movie based upon the Chinese poster. Like, and Burt Reynolds is, like, really, really small. <laughs> and literally, you got one fight scene in the green door. I mean, yeah. like, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I did. I fucking love that movie. I don't know if the girls have ever seen Cannonball. That would be an odd one for them to watch. I don't know how they'd take that. What's that? I don't know how they take that one. That's a that's an odd one. What's that? Cannonball Run. Yeah. Like it's just an odd movie. Like like. Where do you put it now? Well, like like when you're talking about like showing it to the girls, like it's like one of those things where it's like they wouldn't understand any of the references. No, that's the best. I think it's half the problem is like like ninety percent of the references in that movie are so dated. Yeah, but my girls are old souls, though, but I don't right. think that they would get the references in Cannonball Run. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's, a, it's I mean, it was like a, a very pop culture heavy movie because I, mean, I made it in like three weeks and had it out in five. <laughs> you know, like it was like one of those like, like a really quick turnaround. It was like, you know, fuck, we don't care. You know, right. it's just an excuse to get drunk and high. <laughs> you know, you know, I was surprised that it was not in that movie. I mean, there were so many people in that movie that I can't even begin to tell you how many people. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Jerry Reed was not in that movie. No, he was not. Isn't that odd? Yeah. I would say I agree with you. Like it is kind of a a weird thing, but you know, maybe he was busy when they were filming. Like maybe he was doing something in the recording studio or something. Odd stuff, boy. Maybe that's yeah. what he was doing. Uh, maybe <laughs> that is a possibility. <laughs> I have that on DVD. Oh, it's a hard find. 
I think I pray. I think the girls paid a p- pretty penny for that movie because they that's bought it for rank. my mom. Yeah, that's, that's got to rank right up there with like, I found the copy of Under the Rainbow for my dad. No shit. Yeah. Like my dad has a copy of Under the Rainbow on DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just like, I mean, I, I think I probably paid like 30, 40 bucks for it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I think we paid like dollars for hot stuff. Yeah. Like anyway. Worth every penny, though. Cause... Right. Yeah, just light your cigar. It is. It's a magic stick. I totally just thought about it. Hey, guys, he's smoking right now. Come on. Oh, bring that thing. Um, so it was announced this week that the San Diego Comic-Con for 2021 will be virtual. <laughs> Once again, there, there there will be no in-person Comic Con. Now, this is a, it's not surprising. Um, I mean, this you know again, Comic Con was you know scheduled for mid to end July, right? And um, I know California's had some much stricter restrictions than I think damn near anywhere else in the country. Man, that was right. maybe New York with right. uh with COVID. So I'm I'm surprised and I'm not surprised that Comic Con is gonna go with a virtual convention again this year. I thought maybe by July they'd be able to do something with maybe like a some attendees, you know, but apparently they've decided it's all or nothing. Right. Um, I know here in, in, in Pennsylvania, the Steel City Con was postponed again from April to July. Right. Um, they're hoping. So, like, I, 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 I've been trying to avoid COVID issues, but this is kind of like, you know, it's right in our wheelhouse, unfortunately. Like, are, are you, are you surprised at all that? a major convention like this, like, you know, four months out is kind of saying, yeah, we're, we're going to just do it virtually again this year. Uh, no, I'm not surprised. Um, which is going to hurt them. Uh, cause they were already hurting going in. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't think still city is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, I mean, like you've been to Still City, Um, you're bumper to bumper with people the whole show. Yeah, it seems to me like like doing one of these shows where you limit the capacity to even half. Just it's like for the vendors, it's not worth coming. Right, and but even with the vendors too. I mean, okay, so. Just an example. Um, uh, the vendor that sells all the plushy stuff, especially yeah. from Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, she's usually on the end at Still City. 
I mean, do you know how many kids and people pick up things and touch yeah, them? Exactly. And, yeah. I mean, like, um, or you can't flip through comics. I mean, it's the whole tactile aspect of right. of shows that I don't think people are looking at. I mean, some people should just go to shows to go to the um, um, the rooms and listen, to, you know, to hear them speak and stuff like that. Right. And I think you can do that um, in a certain aspect, you know, with limited capacity. But the tactile part of it is, you know, people rifling through toys, people rifling through fucking comic books, pack pack people in a house. It's just, I don't I don't see it happening, even in July. I mean, I I think our I think we're not going to be even close to be vaccinated by that time period, mm-hmm. and we don't know what's going on with these variants. Right. So. I think it's I think it's too early, but you know we'll see. Right. So I mean, so I mean, like, and that's the thing I I think some people just don't understand is like, especially with San Diego, like a huge part of it, yes, is the the Hall H stuff and everything else. Um, but the other half of that is the convention hall that right. you don't see. Like, right. It's a place where a lot of of major companies like like General Giant is there, and you know Hasbro is there, like Funko goes there. But there are Lego. also like Lego does it, you know, like all these major companies. Like they they, it's a big rollout for them with a lot of stuff as well. Right. Um, but also it is still a comic book convention. Like from people who have been there, they've told me like there are. There's a whole like building of like you know comic book sellers, right? Still, you know, like and you know you can still go and you know flip through aisle after aisle after aisle of of, of long boxes, you know, yeah, looking looking for specific books and shit like that, and you know, so I mean, in essence, that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, I know there's all these big features too. You know, um, the Comic Con, uh, but the true root of it is flipping through boxes. Right. Right. You know, Marvel and DC are there, and, and so is a lot of the other big companies like Dark Horse and stuff like that. But at the same time, I mean, there there is a large conglomerate of comic book sellers who do go there, <clears throat> you know, just to sell books. Yeah. And they do so in, in a large quantity. Right. Um, you know, here, you know, no, in, in, in Pittsburgh, you know, you're not going to get that, that Hall H vibe for the most part. Right. But at the same time, like, like Steel City, it, it is very much a, a tactile because there is the comic book sellers, the used toy guys, the, the, the folks selling the newer stuff from General Giant and stuff like that. Excuse me. You get a very large mix of like what what the exhibition hall really is, right? You know? And well, no, you don't have any of the big companies coming and and setting up a, a booth in any way, shape, or form. That there are a lot of comic book sellers. There's a lot of artists who show up there. You know, oh sure. You know, a lot, a lot of, of prints. Yeah. 
so I, I guess I, I guess the question to pose is like as we look at the world like are we are we ever gonna get back to being able to do this at that size? I don't know or, the answer. To that. Or, or, or are these, or are these, do these companies have to change? Like, is still still going to have to change, like, the capacity that they can have people at, but also the number of vendors they can have because they jam. Like, oh yeah, you know, th- those are narrow aisles that you walk up and down. Oh sure. You know, so like, do are are they going to have to say, okay, we need to have half capacity, but also half the vendors. So we can widen our aisles to make it more socially distanced going forward. Right. And is that even worth the time and trouble to do it? Right. I, I don't know. I mean, they, I think they face the same thing as uh, sports teams are facing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like the hockey game when they have like 2,700 people there. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, that's not enough to support the franchise. That's barely the front of the lights. Correct. You know. So, I mean, like, what's going to change? I mean, is this the end of sports? Is this the end of Comic-Con? Is this, you know. The end of what live are we doing? music. Yeah. Right. Live music. I mean, like, there's a lot of things here. So, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's yeah. very odd. Like, or is it going to have to be like, it's a hard thing to like, I mean, you've been to enough shows and I've been to enough shows to know that like, you know, at, 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 at a, a, there's no such thing as social distancing in the corn concert. No, but they've built those, they've built the venues to pack them in. Well, no, I'm not even talking that. I'm just talking like on the hillside is, you know, if you go to a show like that, like like a corn, um, you know, some, some you know, a, a good metal band, you know, there are mosh pits all along the hillside at like right. Star Lake. You know, <laughs> so no, there's no, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like I mean, those these places are designed to jam as many people into as small a space as possible, but at the same time. Where you could like, where you could say, well, so this is a great place for where social distancing should be taking place is on that hillside. There's no such thing. No, not on that hillside. No. Not for the head headliner. No. That thing is packed all the way back to the shitter. I mean, truly. No, you're right. Like, I've only been to one show that was truly sold out at Star Lake. Okay. And that was Van Halen. Okay. And I was at the top of the hillside. Yeah. And it was just a sea of people all the way down to the stage. You know. When I went to Di- when I went to Disturbed, it was very similar. Yeah. And and when I went to Poison, it was very similar. Yeah. Believe it or not, Poison. Yeah. I know, but. No, no. I, but it I, I was could, like I, I could see Poison. In this town, I can see poison selling out. Like, <clears throat> right. And I, and I, I, the reason I'm saying that is I can remember looking back. I, I, you know, when I, because I'm an old man and I get 
seats now. But I mean, like, yeah. <clears throat> I remember looking back and uh, just seeing this sea of people all the way to the shitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty much sold out. Yeah. I mean, damn near close. The, the shows that I've been to there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if I ever go back. Jesus. I don't know when that's going to be. But. When I do, I'm going to get a hotel room. <laughs> Dude, it's the way to go. I, I know. And for people who are like, what are you talking about? Like, Star Lake Amphitheater is so fucking <laughs> far away. It is. It's like it, it's like an hour and a half to two hour drive from where we live. And so, like, I have found the best way to go about this is, like, the halfway point is Robin Township. I wouldn't Township. say an hour and a half. I'd it's, say an hour. I, depending on traffic, it's an hour and a half. Two hours getting out, but an hour Yeah, two, Yeah. But but that's the other thing is getting out of that place. Like so like you're right. Like I get a I get a hotel room in Robinson. Yeah. Know, stop at Sheets or get go, get myself something to eat to take back to the hotel room, crash, get up in the morning, good to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean it's the way to do it, man. By the time you get out of there, like and I mean I'm talking sober. Like by the time you get out of there sober, that is a hard drive home. It is. And, you know, the thing about it is, is, you know, when you're coming out of there, you sober up by the time you get out of the fucking lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, they shut beer down at what? An hour before the show ends. You're you're getting back to your cars, thus sitting in traffic unless you pay for VIP parking. You're looking at another hour, hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, man. When I went to go see Depeche Mode, and this oh, was like. Oh, that's incredible. The fact that you said that's incredible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I seriously. Wanna, I, I want to say it was like 94 or 95 when I saw them. I, 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 it was uh-huh. a Songs of Faith and Devotion tour. Um, okay. But when, when I saw them, we. I got hammered in the parking lot. Went went inside, watched the show, came back out, and I think that was a show that was damn near sold out. It wasn't sold okay. out because I got I bought a ticket the day of the show, but it was damn near sold out. And right. uh, when I when we walked out, we went back to the car. And we sat there for an hour and a half, pounding down more beers before we drove home. Right. <laughs> you know, like, just like, might as well just sit here and enjoy beer. Might as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Take a piss in the woods. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Man, those places must be taking a huge hit. Oh, my God. <clears throat> It's Especially the pens. Like, yeah, like I feel like any place, like any place that's, that has actually had had to open, like Heinz Field, PNC Parker, PPG Place, here locally, because of sporting right. events that have taken place, like 
How do you justify turning on the lights? Agreed. You know, and like especially this year with the Steelers as well. Oh my God. I mean, I know it ended terrible, but in the same respect, we were like eleven and zero. Heinz Field would have been sold out every single fucking game. Oh, yeah. Past the, past the fourth, fifth game, they'd have been sold out every single game. Not that they're not sold out anyway. Yeah. But, but what would, I'm saying is, like, out. they would have made some money. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. People would have showed up, and they would have bought concessions, and they would have bought, you know, and bought beer. And they lost a, they lost a shit ton of money on an 11 and 0 season, or 11 and whatever season. Like if you go to a if you go in all honesty like and we talk about what a great sports town this is and it really isn't but like even though you're for the Steelers like they are sold out like every single game is sold out but if you go to a game in December when they're like eight and six I there's did. a lot of yellow <laughs> seats there are believe me yeah. I was there for that Rudolph yeah. fucking year yeah. There are yeah. there are a lot of people that, uh, dressed up as yellow seats at Heinz Field. Um, it makes a pit game look well well attended. Yes, I know. I've been there. Yeah, I went that whole year that it that Ben was injured. But um, I mean, they must make be uh, losing a shit ton of money. I mean, shit. Yeah, I mean, there has to be a way to justify the cost, I'm I'm sure. You know, and I mean, I mean, they're talking about, I mean, you know, you're going to be renegotiating these contracts. They're going to be billion-dollar contracts, multi-billion-dollar contracts with the uh, the networks. Yeah. Like, there's even talk, like, you know, ESPN paying enough that the ABC can finally get a Super Bowl again. Right. You know. Um, so, I mean, it's like one of those things where it's like, I, I know how they justify, at least like at the NFL level, but like, you know, I, I've always heard like the Penguins make their money. Most NHL teams make their money off of attendance, right? Not the TV contract because the TV contracts suck. So bad for the NHL, you know. I, I, you know, we've brought up this point before, but I still feel that just I don't know. I think the TV contracts are hurting the NHL. I don't think they're helping them. I mean, you want to you want to build popularity in a sport, let it loose. Well, here's here's something interesting, though. Okay. So, the NHL right now has a contract with NBC. Right. And NBC has their own NBC Sports Network, which nobody fucking watches. Yeah. Because they have nothing but the NHL. Right. Well, the NBC Sports Network is going away. Supposedly, NBC is shutting that shit down because nobody watches it. Right. And the NHL is going to be moving to the USA Network. Now, 
The USA Network is a much more high-profile network. Um, the WWE is actually moving their NXT show from Wednesday nights to Tuesday nights to make room for the NHL. Okay. So I, I, I feel like this could put the NHL in a position of more exposure because the, the USA Network is a bit more known and you can do better cross promotion with like the W with the WWE as an example. I mean, there's 2 million people watching raw every Monday night. Right. Right. You know, so why not like, Hey, and on Wednesdays on USA network, you know, um, You know, and there, there's talk at, like when the next round of TV talks comes around for for the NHL, like ESPN is interested in getting them, and it, it begs the question: like, it, are you better off being the fourth most important thing on ESPN, or the most important thing, or second most important thing in NBC? On USA, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I don't know how you. I think at the end of the I day, I don't know how you capture that market. I mean, like, it's such a northern sport, and uh, I mean, you're just not going to capture the market like in Arizona and Anaheim, and you know what I mean? Like, you're, yeah. it's just not there. Like at the end of the day, it's it's very much a regional sport, right? You know, it's just it just happens to be regional in markets that are much larger than MLS. Like to me, right. MLS is very much a regional sport. It's regional right. to the north northwest. Right, right. Like I, you you look at like the, the Seattle team, you look at the Portland team. Um, I think there's one in San Francisco. So like, you know, they, they sell out. Right. You know, they do monster numbers there. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're not getting monster numbers here. No. I had that discussion with not just soccer, but I had a discussion with someone uh, here about, um, we were talking about the O of all places. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, we were talking about, uh, then we started talking about the pirates and we start, start talking about Cuban. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Yeah. And Cuban said, and well, this is what some guy said at work. I don't know if it's true or not, but he said, you know, if Cuban buys the pirates, he's from what I've heard, he's considering the Dallas Mavericks moving up here. And I was like, it'll never float. There's no basketball team. That's going to come to Pittsburgh. That's going to float. And I'm like, it's a pipe dream. I mean, it's just not a basketball town. It's a shame, but it's 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 just not basketball heavy. It, I, don't, I, I just honestly don't think that an NBA team would survive here. Well, I, I think that the problem becomes, you know, the thing you always have to look at with Pittsburgh is, you know, it's not that big of a market. And... Like, you know, we are not Philadelphia. 
No, we're not. We are not that big. No, we're not. I mean, you know, as much as we like to look over at the folks at Philly and, you know, flip them off, they, they right. are a bigger market than we are. There's no doubt about that. Huge. But the uh, the other side of it, though, so, like, how much how much discretionary income does the average person have and what are they willing to spend it on? Right. Well, in this town, they're going to spend it on a winner. Right. As long as the Pittsburgh Penguins are winning hockey games, people that's that'll be a, one of the hottest tickets in town. And the proof is, I point to the P- University of Pittsburgh basketball team. Right. Ten years ago, that was the hottest ticket in town. Right. You you couldn't, you know, you were paying if you wanted to scalp tickets, you were paying a high price to get into the Pearson Event Center to see Pitt play basketball. Right. And that, I mean, and you're talking like at the time they were a top five team playing top five teams, right? You know, you know, UConn and and West Virginia and uh, you know, uh, Syracuse. I mean, those games, true. And that place was a madhouse, right? You know, today, if I was to leave a pit ticket on somebody's window, I'll find two more on my on my window. Because people were just giving them away. You're right. You know, I mean, that, that's pre-pandemic. Like, you know. So, I mean, it it's a town that'll, as long as you're winning, people will support you. Now, if you bring in a basketball team, yeah, I'll bet the first couple of years, it's a hot ticket because it's, it's, it's unique. Right. But after those first couple of years, if you're not winning, if you're not in the playoffs, if you're not getting deep in the playoffs, yeah, you're going to be playing to half time. capacity. Yeah, not this time. Not this time. Right. Hell, the only reason in <laughs> Pitt in 2003 and 2004, like, like 2002, like the only reason they sold out games is because people could, were trying to just get in to see the stadium. <laughs> right, the P. You know, in all honesty, like it was like, well, we can't get tickets to a Steeler game. We might as well go see Pitt. I just want to see the stadium. It's true. I mean, yeah. that is very true. And once you got in, you saw the stadium a few times. You're like, ah, okay, I've seen it. Yeah, it's but it's also too. They're so burnt out with the Pirates and all that shit. I mean, I think this town is burnt out with the Pirates. I think I think it's become more of a novelty than it has become of actually going to root for your team. The, the I'll, I'll tell you right now, the fact that there is no attendance at Pirate Games is, is a, a godsend. Right. Because it would be embarrassing. Like, it would be embarrassing to be somebody who showed up at a game. Number yeah. one. Yeah. And, and number two, it's going to be embarrassing when you're looking on TV in the middle of the summer and those stands would be fucking empty. Pathetic, right? Like... After the game, the players could stand at one of the entryways and shake every person's hand coming out of the stadium. There'd be so few of them. I think they'd have more pride than that. Yeah, Bob, Bob Dunning is all about the bottom dollar. He he runs the Pirates like he runs a business, and he's trying to keep his labor costs as low as possible. Oh, I know. Believe me. I mean... The fact that Skip Bayless just signed a contract worth more money than I think the Pirates' payroll is this year is offensive. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Skip Bayless, a, a, a commentator, just signed a four-year, $32 million contract. Nuts. Yeah. You know, the Pirates are like, you know, I think that I think they're right around thirty-five million for the year. Yeah, crazy. It's embarrassing. It is. Anyway. Anyway. We are not a sports show, but we always talk about sports. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what we. It's do. what we like. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Like, just once, just one time, I'd like to see, like, the Pirates and the Yankees, like, switch payrolls. Yeah. Like, just once, I'd like to, like, be on the other end of that. And it's funny, like, you do get that with, like, the Steelers. Like, the Steelers pay up to the cap. Like, every year you hear about, like, "Uh, well, the Steelers are going to be over the cap next year, you know. And they got to renegotiate some contracts over the cap. Same with the Penguins. The Penguins spend right up to the cap. Right. You know, and that's like a, like, you know, if I, I take it as a sign of pride, like, you know, that these teams are willing to, because you could not, you know, there's a floor you can spend up to, but sure. like with the Pirates, it's like, man, I think I can get this under 20 million this year. <laughs> I think you put a team out there for less than 20 million. I know, they're schemers, dude. <laughs> Let me do some math here. <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. It's like, right. oh, holy fuck. You know, that guy playing the saxophone down at uh, uh, Minesfield, he can hit, can he? <laughs> what's, what's a rookie minimum? Yeah. Dude. I know. It's like there's that scene in Moneyball where, like, David Justice is going to get a pop out of the machine. And he just hits the button and nothing happens. And they're like, yeah, you have to pay for your pop here. Like, what? <laughs> I have no doubt that's the way it is at PNC Park. Oh, like, for sure. Like, there's, a, there's, a, there's a soda machine that, you know, they have to put money into to get soda. You know. Oh, there's, there's probably like a quarter machine by the hot jacuzzi after they're done. Yeah, yeah. No, for real. No, I'm not kidding Five minutes for 50 cents. Yeah, you want to use this? Just like the toilets at Kennywood. Yeah. Pop your quarter in. Yeah. (laughs) You take a shit, it's going to cost you 50 cents. What an embarrassment. (laughs) You remember this? Oh, yeah. Oh, the 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 coin shares? Yeah. 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 They had them in hills. Oh yeah, like they like pop pop the quarter and they get the door out to open. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What a fucking joke. There used to be a pay portal potty down there on the south side. Wow. Like it was big too. Like it it was like a, like yeah. a like a. I, I I was never inside of there, but you know, it looked like one of those like like executive ones like you get like at the the US Open. Nice. You know. Yeah. Uh, so before we jump in the mailbag, I, I did find something. Ian just went to go get a smoke break. So I'm on I'm on uh Facebook. Okay. And um you know one one of the things I follow is uh the horror realm com. 
okay. which is a lo- local horror con- convention. Right. And um, it states here, apparently, that they're having a horror fan craft fair and flea market. Really? Yes. Now, it states here, if you did not register, don't show up. We are at <laughs> maximum allowed occupancy and can't let anyone else in. So you had to pre-register for this. Okay. But it does state, if you have registered and plan to attend, please note, no walk-ins. You must be registered to be admitted. Please enter through the hotel main entrance and turn right to check in at registration. Face mask required at all times. Must cover nose and mouth. Please stay six feet away from others. Please utilize hand sanitizing stations. Please limit handling the merchandise. Ask the vendor for assistance. And please exit the building through the foyer doors once your one-hour time block has ended. Wow. Yeah. So... I mean, this is just for a so this is just like a flea market type of deal, which I'm sure is just like you know, vendors. I'm you know, right. I would call it a show, quote unquote. Um, but still, you've got one hour. And people are trying to make some money here. Yeah. But I, I, you know, please limit the handling of merchandise. Please ask the vendor for assistance, and exit. The foyer, through the foyer doors when your one hour time block has ended. So right. that is uh, a show that's trying to do something. Um, right. for, I guess the vendors that, that 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 they that they have come in and uh, kind of trying to bring it full circle. But I did find that just now. So wow, one it's kind hour. of interesting. Yeah, one hour. Now this is like in a hotel ballroom, so it's not nearly as big as even still CityCon. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very small show, um, but still, like, yeah, I mean, they're basically like, you get in, you get the fuck out. Is that in Pittsburgh or no? Yeah, it's in Pittsburgh. What's the name of the club? Horror Realm. Mm. I think you've been to a couple. I have been. Yeah. Where's that? The, um. South Hills? Um, I think so, yeah. I'm trying to find it here. Um, yeah, these are the Crown Plaza and South Hills. Crown, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. But um, <clears throat> they're also the ones that they announced that uh, there's a George Romero lost movie that was going to stream on Shutter. Oh wow! Um, what um, what um, what's the price of admission? Uh I'm trying to find that. I'm trying to find the original announcement for this. Here we go. Yeah, see, it's not giving any pricing information because of the fact that it's sold out. 
Interesting. Yeah. I'll find out. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I, I know. You've got those investigative. No, I, I know people. <laughs> I know you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know people. I know people. I know people that are going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's at the the Crown Plaza Suites in in uh, South Hills. Yep. So, a little something interesting there. Yep. Don't know why I was going to fucking put down my phone. But uh, now let's go ahead and dip our Tony old mailbag. Sweet. <laughs> mailbag. And as always, we start with a good friend, Superfan Thad. Hello to my two favorite hosts who like to make slurping sounds when they lick the peanut butter spoon. Wow. I don't know. Um, best quote from WandaVision should have been when Vision said, what is a fart? Is it just <laughs> your body releasing demons? <laughs> no, in your case, yes, that is exactly what it is. It's uh, an unholy witch's brew taking place in your belly of all the the Polish food that you've uh, you take <laughs> on a regular basis. Watch Coming to America 2. I loved it. Okay. <laughs> we gave our opinion. Yeah. Ian fell asleep. That's how, uh, how uninterested yes. he was. On uh, yuck and no. <laughs> nice. I can't wait. In two short weeks, Shit Shit Smith, a.k.a. A.B. Jr., will finally sign away from the Steelers. Fuck you, shit, shit. You sucked. You were maybe a third wide receiver at best. What he means, Juju Smith-Schuster. Look, I, I will say that I will say this much. Do I agree with his TikTok shenanigans? No. Does that make me sound like an old man? Yes. However, I, I can't. You can't deny. Like I, I think this. He he was a he's a better receiver than you were giving him credit for Thad, and um, you know, I don't I think the season prior when Ben went down he didn't have an opportunity to show how good he was because you know he had Duck and Mason throwing to him. Agreed. I think this year I mean what he had what ninety five catches eleven touchdowns, um. I think I think he's a very good receiver. I don't think he's a number one receiver. I think he's number two. I think he needs somebody on the other side of him to take some of that pressure away for him to right. to really excel. Um, <laughs> I, I think he does the little things like you know, I know it's going to be considered sacrilege, but I think he does the little things like Heinz Ward did, like downfield blocking. Yeah, you know, a lot of guys don't do that at the wide receiver position. He he was not afraid to light somebody up. Um, you know, so I, I, you know, do I want to see him go? No. Do I think the Steelers can afford him? No. no. <laughs> do I think they're going to be just fine at the wide receiver position without him? Yes. Yeah. I, I think with, you know, Dion Johnson, I think with, uh, Chase Claypool, I, I think Washington has developed into a very nice third wide receiver. 
I think they're just fine at the wide receiver position. But, you know, I, I think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to go somewhere and he's going to excel. And, uh, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Fame caliber wide receiver, but I think he's going to be a very good one. I agree. Yeah. You can catch a ball. Yeah. I think Thad just pays too much attention to Mark Madden. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Now it's time for America's new, new, new favorite segment. Watches Sean wipe his ass on candid camera. Or, I mean... What is Tim's tiny wiener up to? Well, you're watching me wipe my ass. That is not a show you want to watch. <laughs> this week, Tim sent me another, yet another wiener pic. You will not guess what he sent me. Tim sent me a picture of his wiener going for a ride in the car. Tim drove his wiener, Tim drove his car and his tiny wiener was sticking out the window. Everyone <laughs> pointed and laughed as he drove by. Oh. Dogs do tend to do that. They enjoy the wind in their in their face. They do. Tune in next week to see what Tim's tiny wiener is up to. I'm not going with that. No, that's that gets a double yuck. There you go. <laughs> double, yuck. <laughs> yeah, double yuck. Double yuck. <laughs> that's it. Is there anything you would like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, sir. I'm good. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. Like I said, it's an email like Thad does every week. And that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're really, really, really easy to find. And, uh... We are on a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search. You'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, we want to thank you, dear listener, for checking us out and enjoying our hijinks and shenanigans each and every week. We can't thank you enough for your time uh, and enjoying our stuff. <laughs> and so on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.